Yo, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one, and I'm joined by Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well articulated nonsense. And where are fan? There they are. Yeah, here, Walker. We couldn't even I feel get so the studio. Good. You know what I feel like? Who you feel like? Dude? I feel like Trump and Obama game. They love us out here, Gat. Show me love. No. Oh, I can't say Bama game. I can't, can't say Bama game. You can't say either. Either? You can't say either of the two. Hey, Gat, what are you being right now? Extra. And? Emotional. There you go. Why are you can okay? I be emotional? It hadn't been 24 hours yet. I didn't say not be. I just want to point it out. Is that okay? No. <laughs> Clearly it's not. How are, well, I was going to ask how no, are you, but. You can't ask that I yet. think I know the answer. No, don't ask that yet. Because you know what we do after the intro. Listeners, if you're listening to us via Apple, please subscribe to our podcast and hear more of Gatry's emotional uh, vomit that I like to call. And we would love for you to rate our podcast. We would love for you to leave feedback for us. Be nice. And as well as our SoundCloud listeners, follow us, leave comments on those episodes that you particularly enjoy. And uh, I believe we're on Spotify as well, but we also are on multiple platforms as well as social media. That is all on a certain website. What is that website yet? The tippingpoint.com. That's T-H-A tippingpoint.com. Thank you, sir. Let's get the show started. And I think our family is rejoicing jubilantly again. Because this is episode it's, 54. It's 54. Walker, now, who you got? I don't know what to do with this outpouring of love that we get from all of our fans. I don't. Hey, you just know? bask in it. Yeah, it just it makes me very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> What's new? Okay. Well, Walker, well, let's, let's, go with you, let's, man. Just, let's just get into How it. How are man. you? Let's just get into it. Because okay. I didn't think we were going to start off with this, but let's just no, go what, ahead what, and go. What, no. you, know, you know, on the way over here, I was thinking... It was good. I was thinking like with the, with the opening, I was gonna say something like "It's a great day to podcast" or something like that. You know, just try, try to pump some life into this thing. But you want to talk about this Trump and the Bama game? I just thought that was a good. There were hundreds role. of games played yesterday. Mm-hmm. But what was what was the game people in this state was most concerned about? Minnesota and Penn State. That was the second game that people well oh, okay. maybe even third. All right, let's just unpack this, Walker. No, 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 no. We're going to save this for discussion trash. Okay. But you just, you want to know how I feel right now. No, I just threw it out there. I didn't even ask you right now. You want to know why? Why? You have a guest. Okay. okay. I'll be on my best behavior. Be on your best behavior for now. Oops. Okay. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> I don't like you. Uh, no, how, 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 up until that point, how was your weekend Walker, going? listen to me, man. Um, thanks to you. And your lovely bride, you kicked our weekend off in spectacular fashion. And how did we do that? We, um, the Faith Chapel, I don't even know what you call yourselves after that, but the Faith Chapel. You used to call us domers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've grown since then. Y'all are so much more You've than You've grown domes. since Friday? <laughs> uh, Faith Chapel <laughs> had this marriage, love, and laughter date night type concept on Friday night. And it was in the Bridge Dome, one of how many domes y'all got? Like nine? I don't know. Okay, who counts? Nine. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't like you. <laughs> so Walker invited me. Uh, excuse me, Walker invited my wife and myself, and we went. And man, we had a spectacular time. Walker, can I be very transparent right now? I was hoping you, that, okay. that you would be. So, um, it's getting scary with Walker and I, right? So, like, we get there at the same time, right? And I was just like, this is weird. 
And so um, we're, we're walking in and, you know, I'm, I'm excited because it's a night with my wife, you know, mm-hmm. and I walk in and Walker, I'm not going to lie. I got a little nervous, man. About a lot of people of color in one building. And we know that's something you rarely ever do. <laughs> so I can Ooh. see that. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, dude. <laughs> I dropped a pin on my mom like, mom, just a cat. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, dude, it was a great event, man. I mean, um, there was a there was a great word given by uh, Pastor Mike, mm-hmm. Dr. Pastor Mike, um, Pastor Dr. Mike, Mike Dr. Pastor. Um, Same person. Okay. G- gave a great word. Um, uh, what's the comedian's name that came on? Uh, Marcus, Marcus H- Wiley. Wiley. Dude, he was wilding out, dude. He's he real good. was hilarious. Yes. And I'm talking about jokes that carried carried across the scope of the weekend. I mean, in driving to Huntsville yesterday, my wife was repeating some of the jokes. We were just a week all over again. Good. But um, now nah, it was a good time. Great food, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, my I, I chef is second to none. Give it up for the dome. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate you, Walker, for uh, inviting us to that. It was way more than I expected, um, and like I asked you several times on Friday, are y'all having another one of these? And if so, go ahead and RCP me now. I don't care what it costs. Well, I'll keep you posted when they Let's do another one. But no, it was it was a great time. And when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, yeah, m- most people who need an excuse to get out the house, this is your excuse. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was such a no. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. Okay. That all you got? Uh, no, guess what, Walker? I got some great news, dude. What's that? Oh, you are going to love this. Walker, you are looking at the newest first grade basketball coach for my son's school. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, who needs a sound effects when we got you? Dude, Walker, I got the call on Monday, and you would have thought it was Publishers Clearinghouse. How I went crazy. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I said it. How did you hold this in all this time? Because I was like, I was like, Walker's going to get my raw emotion from this. And we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Congrats. So, so check this out, man. Okay. And I promise we'll get to you. <laughs> That's not important. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude, so uh, I leave work early and I rush to my son's school to go get him from aftercare or whatever, right? All right. And I can't wait to tell him the news. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, YG, you will believe what happened to Pops today. Do you actually call him YG? No, I'm just doing that for effect on the Thank podcast. Uh, protecting the the yeah. identities of the innocent. Um, so, I, so I pick him up. I was like, you won't believe what happened to dad today. And he, you know, he doesn't care. So I'm like, Guess who's gonna be your coach? Dude, Walker, I kid you not. He looks at me, he says, You? <laughs> so I'm like, Hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, guy, like, we're about to do this thing like we did last year. He's <laughs> like, God, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think I was telling my wife this. I think the difference is like my son's got like friends now, like friend friends that he sees on a daily basis. Mm. And so now you got dad up in here. And it's, it's a little, it may be a little weird, you know, but I don't care about all that. I'm coaching, baby. Let go. 
goodness gracious. So Walker, our games are going to be on Saturday mornings. You know what to do. All right. Um, but enough about Pray me. for you? Yeah. No. I'll go? You, yeah, you're coming, Walker. Okay. Don't make me send you another video from my... I'm putting both the boys in the video this time. So you are pr- prompting them to do this. D- did I say that? <laughs> you said you were going to do like last time. Okay, you just Walker. Tell yourself, did you just dry snitch? How was your weekend? Oh, Walker? okay. My week, <laughs> my weekend was pretty good. Uh, we actually did just chilled yesterday. Okay. Yeah, dude. Did y'all did y'all shut that thing down Friday? Like, no, just they didn't. No, they was they started cleaning up like a little bit like after y'all left, Walker. Because a lot of people were leaving when y'all left. Dude, listen to me. What's that? We were walking out the door and dude, what I heard swerve. <laughs> Like my wife had to pull me out of there because I mean, the D- forces were pulling D- me DJ back. DJ Serious was was the DJ. So, dude, y'all bought Boosie to church. <laughs> it's the bridge located across the street from the church. <laughs> but yeah, when I heard swear, I was like, dude, "Wow!" The little bit of Negro sensation I still have left was pulling me back into that arena, man. I did not want to leave. That's a strong one and a half percent. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> almost, but almost oh, got man. you right. Huh? Almost got you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, dude. But yeah, they hit that. I was like, "Whoa!" So, this what, yeah. what we doing tonight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. The weekend was good. The weekend was good. Still going on. We're recording on a Sunday, guys. And uh, yeah, just at Friday was good, and we just chilled. We needed that day. Like we went to the store. Just sat on the couch and just chill. Of okay. course, my wife is doing like a smoothie cleanse. Oh. So she's drinking shakes all day. So she's cold all day. Oh. And so, yeah, she's, we just chilled. Okay. We just watched games and just relaxed. That's what's so, up, man. Also too, man, um, since we're, we're shouting out like, or just things going on with us, I'm part of a YouTube group. Uh, we have a YouTube channel that's starting to come out where we actually talk Auburn football and sports, college football. So... I'm actually having to watch college football again so that I can speak with intelligence now. Yeah. And uh, we're going to start. I think you've done that, even yeah. in your absence. I think you're yeah. still doing Yeah, but now I'm actually have to, like, provide, like, stats and, you know, kind of use that to support my arguments. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not like how we casually talk here. We're in-depth in it now. So, cool. yeah, that's that's a cool thing. We're actually going to do something today, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay. You know, if... It's called want... The War Report, and they uh, have a Facebook group and everything. So. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, if y'all need a guess, you know, I, I dabble. Okay. You dabble? <laughs> I dabble, yeah. you, you care about things Auburn football? What does that mean? Like, exactly. So, <laughs> let's move on. Um, we have another guest. Walker, who is this? The who is... <laughs> Harpo? Harpo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in the past, we've had Gatry has brought on friends of his. I've brought on a friend of mine, an LP, even though Gatry tried to adopt him. Um, he was oh still, God. yeah, that is my dude. I was looking <laughs> this, for Friday too. This, uh, this guest is actually a mutual friend of ours, and we met at a place of employment, which we will not name, but we have managed to remain close <laughs> ever since. Um, this girl's doing big things and yet, you know, we pretty much have leaned into the fact that we are creating a space for entrepreneurs and people who are starting their own business. And this is exactly what this black queen is doing. Uh, she is the owner and chief accountant. Yes. Thank you. Facebook for that detail. <laughs> the chief accountant of covering your assets, which she provides tax services and other services. I bring to you the wonderful, beautiful Danielle Ridgeway. How you doing, Danielle? Hello, hello. 
Yeah. Mike sounds nice. Tipping point. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Can I I tell you something I I learned in church this morning? What's that? Uh, And it's not any scripture, but I felt it was fitting. Oh, boy. You ready? (laughs) Go ahead. Where there's a ridge, there's there's a. I've been that is so true. That. You will not be misguided. You will not be misguided. Yes. Hilarious. Ridge all the way. Oh. How about I like that? that? Ridge all the way. I like that. Yeah. How okay. have you been? I've been great. Good. Oh, great. Good. You, as the old people say, you look well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, so you have for those of the, those of us who are listening who are not familiar with you or your services, kind of talk about your background and how you got to where you are now as as an owner of your own business. Well, I started accounting um, probably it's been about fifteen years now. Okay, um, been in the same field. I do have different types of experience regarding. Started off as internal audit, mm-hmm. um, went into public accounting. Uh, migrated into general accounting, okay. which includes uh, financial statements, tax preparation, those things, and kind of felt led to go on my own for various reasons. Gotcha. Um, it's got to make a you know name for myself and be able to create my own journey, um, you know, for the next for the future. Gotcha. So. What was the what was the tipping point or the catalyst that made you say, let me just let me just go out on my own and start something? Because was that something that's always been in the back of your mind and it just pushed you finally over the over the edge? Or what what was what was the what was the thing that, that made you decide to, to take the leap? I guess people already um, assume, you know, that I was doing. <laughs> you know, accounting on my own and I wasn't mm-hmm. working for a company anyway. I started off uh, preparing taxes probably about 10 years ago, okay. just, just on the side. And, um, you know, people were like, well, hey, you know, can you do this? Can you do this? And it just kind of, I just migrated into it and felt like, okay, you know, I can do this on my own, create my own schedule, um, be my own boss and kind of pick who I choose to work with. You know, gotcha, so it just gotcha. I really kind of migrated into it and um, it just provides me the flexibility, you know, okay. to do that. Let me ask you this. How most people are doing starting their own businesses, doing things. Is this really a passion of yours and a passion project helping people financially or are you feel like you're in your calling, so to speak? I really do. Um, I get this is something that I've done for free. Gotcha. So I felt at that point, you know, it, the money didn't really matter. I because I was helping someone, mm-hmm. you know, create a solution, solve problems, you know, get answers. You know, I, I felt really satisfied Good. just from that. So definitely a passion of mine. Okay. So Dan- Danielle, let, let me just get straight to it because Walker likes to tap dance around stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Come on, what you got? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking, thinking in terms of black owned small business, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I, I've been, I've been blessed to know a lot of people in this space and it's scary, but they are very reluctant to go out and, you know, get an accountant Mm -hmm. to kind of help them manage their finances, not only for now, but, you know, operating expenses and things Mm -hmm. like that and kind of plan for the future. What would you say to someone who is in that space to kind of 
I don't want to say entice, but educate them on the importance of having an accountant on their team to help their small business grow. Um, you definitely need an accountant. The no questions asked. I think as um, our people, we have a lot of great ideas. Um, we're very successful in our business and in our craft. But in terms of forming the business and accounting for it and managing those finances, sometimes it's not our strong suit. And so that's where people like me can help. Um, the, oftentimes a business gets started, um, they run out of money or, you know, they're not able to project in the future. Um, and honestly, sometimes it's hard to get funding. You know, you, you go to a bank or you go to try to get capital and, you know, you're turned down, you know, for most parts. And so you really have to start at the beginning and paint the picture of what your business is doing, um, why you're in business, who's your customers, what are you trying to fulfill your goals um, from a uh, business standpoint. And then behind that, the financial you know, kind of backs that up and saying how you're going to achieve those goals. So, so you're, you're telling me from what I hear from that, you can even help small business owners secure funding mm -hmm. and uh, what, uh, what, do you, what do you like to call it? Walker venture capital capital. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, because those people or investors are going to want to see how your business is doing. Uh, so yes. that's, you know, you have to paint that picture. You know, what's your profit and loss statement looking like? What kind of assets do you own? Who do you owe? And then from a personal standpoint, you know, most times business owners start off as sole proprietors. So from an individual, you know, credit standpoint, you know, you're investing your own into the business. So what is your personal situation looking like? Um, and even, you know, with LLCs, there's a form of protection you know, to, um, you know, from a business standpoint, from personal, but most, nine times out of 10, it always starts from a personal standpoint. Oh, okay. Very cool. Nice. Nice. Um, so most people, when they think about what you do, um, a lot of people think taxes, right? And I'm pretty sure there are other benefits to having an accountant outside of tax season because y'all do so much. Mm -hmm. So Gat was talking from a business standpoint, why is it important for individuals to have a tax person to carry them throughout the year and get advice on their finances? What's the, what are the benefits? Well, it really comes down to planning. That's, that's the secret to um, having successful uh, taxes, if, you know, if I were to call it. It's all about planning, um, looking at your family um, history over, you know, the year, you know, everything that you do every day, every month, every quarter adds up to that year and that bottom line. So it's really just sitting down and saying, okay, as a family unit, what am I doing to either help me with my taxes or hinder me? And that's just paying attention to your decisions about, you know, if you bought a home, if you, um, you know, have student loans, if you are, you know, using your 401k or, you know, medical uh, savings plan, things like that, you know, making sure you're utilizing, you know, the resources you have to make better tax decisions. And also from a budgeting uh, standpoint, a lot of people, um, you know, kind of feeds into um, your finances in general, you know, how are you with your finances in terms of budgeting? Um, are you making good credit decisions? It all, you know, boils hand in hand. Gotcha. Gotcha. So 
one of the things that I was reading on talking about taxes is I, I saw a blog from Dave Ramsey okay. and he was talking about five benefits of filing for taxes early because we're starting to come into mm-hmm. that season where we're starting mm-hmm. to get back uh, our tax information to begin filing. And one of the benefits he said of filing taxes was that people who file taxes earlier tend to the average of returns is greater than those who file later. And I was like, okay, is there some nuance to that? Or is there some truth to that? Cause that, how does that work? I don't know if you've heard that before or what, but like, how can people file early and average larger returns? Well, one thing I can think of is the omission of certain things on their tax return. Okay. Um, I think if you plan and you file early enough, you're able to gather all the documents you need, your W-2, your 1099s, 1098s, all of those um, forms that you need, deductions, things like that. You're able to kind of put those together and say, okay, this is what I need. And if you don't, you have time uh, to, um, uh, you know, get those from people if sense. you're, you know, but if you're kind of racing this April 13th and you race <laughs> to the deadline, like bruh <laughs> like you it's left gonna this be, document yeah, at the house yeah. yeah and so that's probably one of the reasons why i think um you know you can probably gather a, a larger return gotcha now, now, danielle we um <clears throat> because of the nature of my wife's business mm-hmm. uh we we i don't know if you we file or we do something quarterly okay. with our with mm-hmm. our taxes right mm-hmm. like <laughs> most times we're paying um but Going going back to when I used to do my taxes on my own, I would have never thought of starting that process in November. But you're you're telling me like, I would say I earlier. Can, I can start earlier than November mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. tax day is April fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Even a good six month mark of the year is a good good planning because you're able to see where you are, you know, with your taxes. The um, IRS has a tax table. Um, on the website and that's kind of the bible of what hits you and so it takes a chart of you know you're married filing jointly you're a single hit a household whatever your status is and that tax table what you earn and then the percentage of that is what the IRS wants and so you can kind of gauge yourself you know at a six month mark and say okay am I on target am I behind Am I too too ahead of the game? Let me bag it on up and get my money. (laughs) So um, that's kind of where we are and say, okay, where am I at this point? And then you can you still have six more months of the year to kind of make those adjustments. Um, If you you know make a major purchase or if you sell a home or something like that, you have six more months to kind of say, okay, where am I to prepare? You know, if you have capital gains tax you know situation or something like that um you know kind of see where you are but it's really never too early to plan and i guess for those of us that are not Mm self-employed um i don't even start thinking about taxes until the end of january when they're sending is it w2 or w4 Mm -hmm. w2 w2 when the w2s comes like oh Mm -hmm. okay well Mm -hmm. now i gotta get a mindset for this right but you're saying yeah, I, I mean, get, start gathering your documents. I mean, yeah. you know, most times that's, that's um, they're emailed to you. Um, your mortgage statement is generally emailed or you can, you know, access it from online, things right. like that. Right. So it's never really too early. Kind of just put those things aside and say, you know, here here they are for my tax. A, a, a good tax accountant loves clients that are prepared. Okay. That just it, makes the process so much easier. And just so I'm certain, is that is that your particular focus in the county is it more tax oriented 
Not necessarily. Okay. But we'll okay. get to that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Look at me jumping the gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> like, wait, oh, bro. <laughs> it's loaded, Walker. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't right. I was not. I was not. <laughs> Um, but here's one thing, and this may be a question, so I'm glad you've already asked. Um, how can you, um, what can you do to prepare? What else can you do to prepare? So sometimes it just starts like with you as an individual, like, okay, on my W-4 that you filled out eons ago, it's your place of employment. Like, what did you put for your withholdings? And oftentimes that is kind of the caveat of where you will be in terms of your taxes like are you getting too much taken out are you not getting take are you know you're not withholding enough um so we want to kind of be in the mind of breaking even that's your goal for taxes okay. it's not necessarily to get a large refund you know you really want to just break even because all you've done at that point is just giving the government your own money i mean it's already yours so why not ration it out to yourselves conservatively, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that's one way, you know, people are surprised, especially this past um, tax year with the new tax act. You know, a lot of changes were made and there are like seven different tax tables now. And those um, have been in, in, in status for a while, but the rates changed. So a lot of people thought they were in a certain tax bracket and then they found out they weren't. So there was some surprises there, but it often still goes back to what's on your W-4. Okay. And remember this little tidbit, less is more and more is less. Okay. So less meaning the smaller amount that you have on your W-4, the more taxes you're paying, you're having withhold, withheld. Oh. Um, the larger amount on your W-4, the smaller your withholding is going to be. Oh, okay. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're filling it out, you know, based on your family unit. Okay. Are there any, are there any deductions that people, people aren't aware of that they can file for? Like one of the things that I looked up was, I think it's called a lifetime learning credit. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you're continuing your education or going getting your MBA or master's or whatever, mm -hmm. you can get a deduction on taxes. Is what what are, are people aware of that, or is that something that you have to educate people on? As yeah, that's really something um, you're kind of um, being knowledgeable about, and some people may not be aware, but they you do have the life learn or the American Opportunity Credit okay. is another one, um, but that kind of goes back to the planning. Right. If you're updating, you know, your tax accountant on, you know, what's going on in your lifestyle as far as, you know, you're going back to school, um, you know, like I said, purchasing that home or, you know, the student loans, you got, you know, more debt or you have a child in daycare or, you know, because there's uh, daycare, I mean, uh, dependent care credits for that. That will um, preach. <laughs> good Lord. Is that a personal testimony yes. this Sunday? Yes, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know updating you know the status and usually um i send out an organizer to my clients that says okay what's new with you this year you know and that kind of prompts for those questions to say okay well let's you know you may be eligible for this or you know or your child is you know 
coming of age and you're you know they're not eligible for this anymore so kind of see you know where you are with that so it sounds like if you are concerned about being financially literate it's imperative just like a person who has a doctor to have an accountant because mm -hmm. they can do a checkup on you on a yearly basis just to see what's changed and what's your next move right gotcha. right gotcha yeah. so great correlation what, what would you say what would you say to someone who because you know is it's funny like people are very when it comes to their money um they don't trust a lot of people for obvious reasons right so everybody has that person who does their taxes whether they do it themselves through turbo tax or they got Jim Joe in the neighborhood who be doing the neighborhood's taxes or whoever, <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we know people yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So why should someone um, do like Walker and go to you to do their taxes? This is where you sell yourself. All right. Uh, I think it's oftentimes the, it goes back to the person and the relationship with them. You know, I definitely like to have a relationship with all of my clients and you know know them on a personal level and then my education you know kind of backs that up um irs requires um prepares for continuing education um everyone that prepares um you're able to get a paid prepare id but are you qualified do you go through the continuing education each year you know the tax law changes you know, are you in those classes or online, you know, learning about the new tax laws and then they have a test, you know, has your tax prepared passed it? You know, that's another question. Um, what other credentials, you know, do they have, you know, to back that up? And also the accounting experience, I think helps too, um, you know, because it, it just, you can't really have one you know, without the other. And so right. it's just not definitely not a pop-up shop, right. <laughs> you know, we in it for the long haul. And, yeah. you know, um, as Ronnie said, I do it, you know, I do taxes during tax season, but I also do planning and then also do accounting services. Okay. So this is a year long, you know, process for me, you know, with my clients. Okay. okay. So you ain't, you know, you're not doing hair um, no. after April in, uh, in, no you know nails. What I'm yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, no. this is what you do. Yeah. That's gotcha. What I do. Gotcha. Yeah. Just so we're no check and go cash. And go. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. No, no. Well, uh, get, you had any more questions? Yeah. Danielle, um, this name of your organization <laughs> is so compelling. Oh, uh, good it, question. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? I mean, yeah, I can. You mean you, you can read it and, and yeah. gather one thing, yeah. but um, in terms of the formation of the name, if if there's a story behind that, I'd love if you share it. Well, I guess not a not really special story, but I guess we can all relate in terms of the corporate world. You know, you're just kind of kind of You just gotta do it. That's like a triple, that's a triple entendre, right? It really right. Is. Like, it really I is. mean, you know, you just like that's what day one lesson. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of thought about that and then related it to you know the accounting world and you know brought the assets in because you know um, this is who you are. This is a part of you. You know your returns belong to you i mean they got your name they're social on it i mean that's 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 all you got yeah. so you know so i just kind of put a little twist on it that's so. cool and i mean it 
it stood out to me. Like when, when I started seeing you pop up on social media, I was like, huh? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what we do right here, yeah, nah, but yeah. but yeah, I, yeah. I salute you because I, I think that name carries so much weight. So, yeah, 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 and and even just going the step further, um, beyond the services I provide, like I'm covering you, I got mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you know, from a tax standpoint, from an accounting standpoint, from a budget standpoint, um, even from a small business standpoint, you know, I got you, you're okay. covered. Cool. Yeah. Well, if people who are listening to you and are compelled to want to reach out to you for services, how can they get in contact with you? I uh, have a website. It's www.coveringyourassets.net. I am also on Facebook and IG, um, the handle Covering Your Assets as well. All righty. All righty. Well, we want to thank you. Did you have something else? Oh, you, you can say? also email me. Danielle at coveringyourassets.net. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right. Yeah. So we want to thank good? you. Y'all good? Y'all like covered? I, I feel oh, I'm covered now. <laughs> you got me now. Huh? I'm, I'm I, was out, I was out here before this podcast started. I feel covered now. <laughs> we got a story as to how you got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I was definitely using someone who uh, probably uh, would fail a test. Here or there. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I already have been like the moment she went went public with her with her company and was like, hey, I'm doing this. I was like, I'm, I'm definitely going to her just because I like supporting people starting up businesses, because as we step out in the future, we yeah. want we want those seeds in the ground to spring up. So the year we decide we should have made the move, we didn't. <laughs> And uh, my wife discovered some, let's say she discovered some um, inconsistencies oh. in some of uh, the stuff that we were about to submit. So, yeah. yeah. But then okay. Danielle kind of helped us through that. And uh, we're going with her moving forward. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, Danielle, thank you for stopping by. Oh, man. It's been and, a pleasure. And, like, this has been like fun. I'm, like, a, really fun. I'm an idea guy. Okay. You know, and I'm just thinking, like, yeah. come tax season. You What's know, up? we Holla might have you come girl. back in the booth. I mean, Holla at your girl. Booth? <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you on and actually talk about stuff, like whatever's going on. Too. Yeah. 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 So, cool. yeah. Yeah. And not just all taxes. Like, I'm pretty well-rounded. So, oh. You know, hey, oh, yeah. oh, so you trying to chop. Yeah. Hey, okay. Let's talk. <laughs> I sound cool. good on this mic. <laughs> <laughs> My mic sounds nice. <laughs> Something I've never been able to say about myself. <laughs> Come on, Gab. I know, I'm joking. I'm just, I'm just giving myself a hard time. It's all good. Yeah, but thanks so much for coming on. And we'll come back with our segments, Discuss the Trash, as well as Player of the Week and shoutouts. Walker, great having Danielle stop by. Always great having guests, but um, Danielle brought some serious gems to our community, man. I hope somebody can be inspired or motivated by that. And we encourage people, if you're looking for someone to do tax work and you live in the Birmingham area, definitely reach out to her. She's she's good people. Absolutely. What we got, man? We have got, next up, Walker, an award-winning part of the show. You call them segments. I call them just dope, dope parts of the show. I have discussed her trash. <laughs> <laughs> You call it a you call it a segment. I yeah. call it a segment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for anyone new to the recording, discuss or trash is when we assess a series of topics and uh, we decide whether we're going to talk about them or not talk about them. So, um, with that said, Walker, topic number one is one that we cannot record today and not 
uh, address, and that is uh, T.I. Um, never heard of him. Uh, okay. Well, Who's this um, guy? He, some call him the inventor of trap music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or King of the South. Or King of the South, yeah. So um, His government one. is Clifford Harris. Clifford Harris, yes. Some people in the streets call him Tip. Right. But we know him as T.I. T.I. went on a, um, oh, yeah. Well, I got to gotta deliver it. T.I. went on a podcast earlier this week, and he talked about his virginity visits to the gynecologist with his daughter. I ask you, Walker, discuss or trash? Discuss it. Okay. Um, how do you want to do this, Walker? I got a clip. You want to start with a clip or what? You want to? You want to? Got a clip, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah, let's just roll the clip. Get into it. Okay, here we go. And yes, not only have we had the conversation. Oh. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her height. Oh. You go, hey, do you Birthday go with her? Yes, yes, I go with her. <laughs> so we'll go. You know what I mean? I say, Deja, they want you to sign this. <laughs> they want you to sign this right now. I need to know so. if your hymen's still there. So we can uh, share information. Do you have anything? Is there anything that you would not want me to know? Oh, okay. See, Doc, ain't no problem. So, uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So this caused a reaction, obviously. Sure. Um, <laughs> before before we get into that, Walker, can can I can I share my thoughts on this? I would hope I would hope that you would. Okay, I'll be honest. Um, I I approached this one way uh, when I first was uh, made aware of it, and uh, I had the privilege of talking to my wife about it uh, recently, and. I want to say she impacted my thoughts on this. And so... Um, how did you feel uh, originally? Well, you know, you, you, Walker, you know how much uh, active fatherhood means to me, right? So I think I equated his actions towards his daughter in this capacity as him doing what he needs to do to be a present and active father. And Walker, I was prepared to talk about all types of social structures that essentially prohibit the man from entering the gynecologist arena, right? It's um, it's one of those traditional things that has been left between mother and daughter. And, you know, with tradition, I always bring questions, right? So uh, is, is that is that good? Is that good? That, that, that pretty much summarizes my, my thoughts. So uh, I lay those thoughts on my wife and she was like, okay, well, Let's let's rewind back because this is this is bigger than what you're seeing it as a father and a daughter in a gynecologist's office, and she introduced me to a word that I've never heard before. Walk, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. It's called trust. <laughs> so her question was, why do why do you have to go through that action of asking the doctor how I've been in a, in terms of sexual activity? She thinks that's a better and more impactful conversation to have before you even get there mm -hmm. so he she so in, in educating her about uh ti's comments she told me she says ronnie this reeks of a lack of trust okay so i never looked at it that way obviously and i was like you you are correct you know like yeah yeah it, it makes more sense for this to happen before the doctor visit so um those are essentially my thoughts what what, what, what you got walker um, I agree with I agree with your wife actually. Um, on this, and and here's the thing, let's let's be clear on this. I understand where Ti is coming from. Right, I really do. Um, you heard of the term "mama's boy," 
and then you've heard of the term daddy's girl. Right. We're crazy about our girls, right? Mm-hmm. I'm an uncle and I'm crazy about my niece. I couldn't, it's, it will be multiplied times five if it was actually my seed. Okay. That's a girl. Yeah. And there's a protective instinct that comes into play when it comes to the girls, right? Right. And you can just see a lot of dads get uncomfortable when you bring up the subject of them dating and meeting other guys. Like they just, is 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 weird and uncomfortable for them right because that's that's baby girl so i understand where tip is coming from in terms of uh being protective of his daughter here here here's where here's where i differ in terms of his approach right i feel that i feel that your job as a parent is to protect your child but ultimately the goal is to raise them up to be individuals who make great decisions in life right right yeah and they're not going to be perfect and while they're while they're under your care and they're minors you're going to have to make certain decisions for them right right but the goal is to train them how to think through in life and make proper decisions that that are evidence of them having to use thought right Mm mm-hmm and so the goal is to train your daughter up to make quality decisions because the decisions to have sex is a important decision because it can alter the whole course of your life. Right. right? And so I think it's important as parents and I'm not a parent. I will be in the future, but I think it's important to establish the lines of communication with your children as early as possible mm. so that you can get in front of these uncomfortable scenarios when you start talking about things like sex. Right. And I don't think, I don't think going to the gynecologist and asking the doctor is her hymen still intact, does you any favors in terms of establishing the lines of communication. Right. Right. And so I think for, for his case also too, something else to keep in mind, cause my wife mentioned this to me, you got to keep the same energy with your boys yes so if you're not doing this with your sons and you're all over your daughter's case that's not fair did you did you hear and forgive me but did you did you hear the latter part of that recording where where they're saying on the reality show ti kind of laughed off his son being sexually active right you know so yeah i think it plays to your point are we keeping the same energy here right and my thing is if i want my daughter to hear my concerns okay right because you gotta think about it i mean what young guy at this point is mature enough to handle sex, right? Their body's just out of control. You got grown men who can't handle sex, right? (laughs) So you're teaching your daughter how to make quality decisions in light of your experiences as a young guy growing up and as a man coming. So you want to create, you want her to be open to anything you have to say. But if you're encouraging your sons to do that, on the one side, you you lose your daughter right. in terms of being able to speak into her life and guide her. Right. So my thing is for someone like Tip, and my question is, okay, what if you found out that she's not a virgin? Then what you do next? Yeah. Is your job as a father done? Was your whole role was to keep her from being... Because her hymen will get broken yeah. in life. She right. will have sex right. eventually, yeah. right? It's going to happen. Right. What you want to do is train her up in a way to where when that does happen, it's with someone who loves her, cherishes her, and wants to spend the rest of his life with her. Right. And there's a, and he's willing to make the commitment to do so, mm. right? right? That's the goal, right? So, I mean, again, we've seen girls all the time come up under environments like that where the parents are just strict, 
and they just get buck wild or they just yeah. rebel yeah. against the parents. And you don't want that kind of dynamic. You want her to respect, even if she may not agree with your position, she can respect you enough to know that you are you do care about her right and you do care what she thinks about things and i I think that's just that's just kind of like that new age parenting where you got to have to finesse the situation and really get them to be open to talking to you ah yeah and i don't think tip is doing himself any favors now even though i understand where he's coming from before we move on i know we talked about this How, how do you feel about this podcast uh since receiving a lot of backlash how do you feel about them deleting the podcast that and that's something that yeah um i didn't like it i didn't like it at all yeah and it really and truly i I get why people was upset about that um and one of the things that you mentioned behind the scenes was that they could have felt pressure from sponsors and people threatening to pull out if and you didn't. Those are just my thoughts. I, just your I'm, thoughts. I'm not saying that what's, that's what happened, but but yeah. it's something to consider. Sure. But my thing is, is and that it's the ladies like us podcast. Forgive me. Yeah, um, yeah. They've since then. I, I don't. I don't. The last thing I want to do is censor myself. Mm. Everything that I get up here and say, I say with intentionality. Right. Right. So even if and, and I think you do the same thing, yeah. yeah. Like oh, even yeah. if it's something you don't particularly agree with, you'll say it. You'll yeah. speak up. And my thing is if you don't if you don't feel if you if you were joking with TI in that moment, then that's what it was. You didn't take him seriously. Right. Right? Right. You didn't react the way everybody else reacted in that moment. Right? Right. So keep the same energy. If you don't feel if you don't feel is that what he said was that harmful or whatever, or if you admit that you were wrong, okay, maybe we should have been more serious about it. But I'm not taking the podcast down no. because that's content. Right. That's right. content to consume. You have people who feel that way. So my thing is, I don't I don't like the whole censored. I don't like that. I, I just I just don't agree with it. And, and I, I echo your sentiments, but I guess the biggest thing here, Walker, is I mean. <laughs> Once it once it touches the internet, it's there. It's I mean, there. I was able to get clips from you know, like right. <laughs> so right, what are you what are you really thinking here? You know, but you know, yeah. it, we're we're just in this culture now to where you know, if if one or two people are offended, we got to just be all extra. My and- thing is, yeah, my my thing is is that to the to your point, Gat, is if you're so concerned about who you're going to upset, don't do a podcast. Oof. Don't do a podcast at yeah. all because that's your listen, bro, bro. You can watch a video. You can watch a video of a mom coming home from war, <laughs> surprising the child in the middle of a basketball game on YouTube, and you'll see twenty dislikes. Yeah, somebody <laughs> like my thing is Somebody's what is wrong with you to not like? Someone's not going to like what you do. It right. doesn't matter how perfect it is, how great it is, how awesome you think it is. Someone's going to have something to say. Sure, that's just the world we live in now, and you got to be okay with that. And if you're not, turn the mics off. Mm, okay, that's all. Well, um, Walker, <laughs> speaking of uh, those twenty dislikes, uh, and moving on to our next topic. Instagram has announced that this week, recording on a Sunday again, this week they are going to start testing uh, the removal of the like feature from uh, from the application. Discuss or trash? Um, I I, I want to trash this, <laughs> but can I make a statement? Yeah, yeah. Um, Instagram models, this is gonna be a rough week for y'all. <laughs> 
And again, it's in select areas of the U.S., so okay. it may not impact everyone. Okay. But you know, <laughs> they're doing it. They've been flirting with it for a while, but it's happening this week. So yeah, people who who need those likes yeah. to to promote whatever, it's gonna be a rough week. It's gonna be a rough week. We're not gonna post anything this week, are we? We're not. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I just don't know. You know, we're not gonna get likes, right? No. We don't get a lot anyway, but no. so why would we post? Because we want to. Okay, cool. All right, cool with me. Post tomorrow. <laughs> okay. What's next? Okay, Walker. Um, hey, we're not doing any order right now, are we? Nah. So, um, for you college football fanatics, you know that Willie Taggart, former head coach of Florida State University football team, uh, was fired this past or a week, a week ago. ago today. Yeah. A week ago. Um, discuss or trash? Let's discuss. Discuss. Okay. Well, um, Walker, we have our uh, correspondent Bomani Jones on covering this story live right now. Let's uh, let's cue into him and see what he's got he's to say live. about this. He's live. Well, when you look at a situation, let's say like Scott Frost, right? Everybody says this is the guy. He's the golden boy. He's eight and thirteen in Nebraska, four and five and four and five the last two years. He's still there. What do you make of the comparison between the two situ- situations? Well, I think the argument that people make, and it's understandable, is that Scott Frost was a national champion winning, championship-winning quarterback at Nebraska in 1997, so he's going to wind up getting more leeway. But that kind of speaks to what I think is a larger macro-level point. The biggest thing that gets people fired is the fact that people want to fire them, right? There is no baseline record at any place that will or will not get you fired, will or will not keep you a job. It comes down to whether or not people want you gone. People don't want Scott Frost to be gone. People have wanted Willie Taggart to be gone pretty loudly, and it didn't take long before they reach that conclusion and so what happens is when you have that desire to find a reason to fire somebody it ain't hard to come up with it they found it with Taggart he made it easy in that regard it just seemed to be a level of impatience that seems a little bit more uncommon than we have seen across the board is the wanting you gone different in your mind for black coaches as it is to their counterparts I think that we have enough historical evidence to indicate that the standard by which a black coach is fired, it doesn't take nearly as much as it does often for a white coach in the same circumstance. I think anybody to deny that is to literally ignore the entire history. It's hard enough for dudes to get jobs in the first place. I don't know why people would think that it's so crazy that they might get fired more quickly. We could bring like there are all kinds of usual suspects to tie Willingham case. And Notre Dame, for example, is one that people bring up very often. But what we've seen is that black coaches tend to get fired a little faster when trouble comes around and then have a harder time finding jobs after they have been dismissed. The black retread is a relatively new creation in college football and isn't even really that prevalent. So with with this, I, I want to start here. Walker. What was he on, by the way? What show? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Some ESPN show. OK. <laughs> Who needs details? We're not doing a podcast. That's what you're here for, Walker. <laughs> um, okay. So, Thoughts? Yeah. So, 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 um, and you and I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but um, we knew Willie Taggart was going to get fired. Anyone that listens to I mean, to this, we was doing a power rankings of yeah. coaches on the hot seat, and he was number two. Right. So, um, this, is, this doesn't come as a shock, but it's happened. So, like, I want to analyze it. And I think Bomani took the thoughts right out of my head. And and just and gosh, I don't, I don't want to make it racial, but it's kind of hard not to when you have, uh, you know, coaches. He mentioned Scott Frost at Nebraska, who's got the same record as Willie, but yet no one wants him out of there. Right now, you know, it's easy to see the comparisons here, but I, I mean, I I don't know, I don't know. It just it it just seems like as Bomani said again. Black co- black coaches, and I think in college and in the NFL, 
we just have a shorter leash right you know and it's like greatness is expected as soon as we put the headset on no well actually before that as soon as we make the announcement like we need national championships or you are gone i'll put it this way you have little room for error right right and one can make the argument that one error that that creates that that type of scenario is the color of your skin sure right yeah and we've seen that historically with quarterbacks mm-hmm. we've seen quarterbacks get yanked if they make an interception yeah. right or if they don't play to where we 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 see people calling for the second string immediately oh, right yeah. so we've seen it on a more micro level even with quarterbacks um so yeah i i think what bomani said was spot on i don't think there's really a lot to add to it because nah. my thing is what's what's scott frost excuse he's beloved in nebraska because at the end of the day Nebraska wants to win and he's not winning. Right. 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 So at some point you got to ask yourself, is this the guy? Right. And they're probably asking them themselves that question now. And I think with, with Taggart, he was on the hot seat two, three games into his entire tenure yeah. at FSU. Like they oh, were yeah. like, I, again, I worked with some people who like Florida state and they were not happy last year early on so i was like well you know and i felt like he was gonna get fired midway through his second year i felt like it just the way just the grumblings and again it's fsu they're not they're not used to even losing like that they're not even you so when you're dealing with certain let me ask you this yeah if it's a fan base that's not used to losing like that is there a shorter lease for any leash for anyone no okay nebraska has won in the past yeah but they haven't been winning as of late. True. Do you think that changes anything? You, you are you are you insinuating that maybe the culture that defines that program kind of gets used to not winning what, and what, makes it okay? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if I know we haven't been winning and playing championship level for a while, am I going to be more patient with who we bring in to turn the program around? As opposed to a program that won a national championship five, six years ago. Yeah. And still has been recruiting at a high level. Right. Am I going to be less patient with that coach because you have the resources and talent? I think generally, yeah, you're going to be less patient. Okay. I think we have to factor that into this as well. Okay. Even even though. You want to be fair. Even (laughs) even though historically we know black coaches have generally, there's not been a lot of patience with them in general. Right. Right. Two things can be true, right? Yeah. And and I think in, I think FSU, I'm not sure if it's fair to compare the two programs just because of their success in recent years. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Florida State's been closer to success. Think in about it. Years Nick Saban has. retires tomorrow, right. right? Or the end of the season. Which isn't far fetched. And you bring in a coach and he's doing what Willie Taggart's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna call You're, for his head. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you again, you got Vandy. Right, you're going to be more patient with that coach <laughs> because it's not like he was on top of the world. Right, this is this is not new to you. Right, right. So you know they're they're coming in and they have to build the program, as opposed to the program already being built to a degree. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. And you speak of Andy Derek Mason could prove to be the outlier in our whole argument. So good could point, be. Walker. All right. What else, man? Uh, next up, your boy ASAP Rocky. He says he's headed back to Sweden for a concert. Discuss or trash? Trash. Okay. Um, next up, we've got Rodney Reed. Okay. Okay. Rodney Reed has uh, 
found his way into the headlines and news waves here recently. Uh, he is awaiting lethal injection. And uh, Kim Kardashian West, along with Sean King and a mini coalition of folks have gotten involved and gotten a petition signed to uh, impede this man's lethal injection. I ask you, Walker, discuss or trash? You can discuss it. Okay. So, Walker, um, Mr. Reed was accused of accused of murder, committed. Uh, what do you? What is? I can't get the judicial murder. Jargon. Murder. Okay, gotcha. And um, he he's been on death row for a while, and his number is up. Right. So uh, I think what is so compelling about this story, Walker, is just how everything shifts seemingly in an instant when certain people get involved because what you've got now walker this man was facing facing lethal injection at the end of this month and now you get the right people involved in the conversation and suddenly it's oh well okay let's hear what you have to say we may or may not delay this man's you know death penalty and i don't know man i, I don't know how i feel about that like because again again we're not going to talk too much about what Mr. Reed was accused of doing and you know what what he's arrested for but just the just the biorhythms of this whole situation I don't know how to feel about it you mm, know I mean I, I mean I get it and I guess what I was going to ask you was like what what why are why are we focusing on this particular case do we feel he's innocent to right. a degree? Like what? You know what I'm well, saying? Certainly, yeah. Okay, yeah. They, so they feel as though he was he was wrongly charged. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I think that's just how it is in life, man. I think that's how it is in life. I think that I think we talked about it on the podcast uh, a few times about how when we're dealing with matters of race, it carries more weight when a white woman. Uh, or a white person speaks up right. in case of reason why I say woman is in case of gender issues between men and women, it carries a lot of weight when a man speaks out in terms of how women feel. Right. 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 So I think it, it carries a lot of weight in this, in this, in this certain situation when you have certain people who um, speak out on behalf of a black person, it gets the attentions of the, of the man. I don't know why that is, mm -hmm. But that's typically how it works, okay. unfortunately. So I think it's great that a Kim Kardashian is moving the needle, um, so to speak. Um, but yeah. Okay. Cool. Anything? I, I, I think the okay. biggest thing you can take away from this is that Sean King is really black <laughs> because he didn't move the needle. <laughs> you know, watching Sean King kind of... Uh, develop on social media is is something that's quite compelling I think because we I mean it wasn't even three weeks ago we were on here what did we record this or here that here on another podcast with Sean King you may have getting, been you may have been on another podcast okay yeah well he was just getting thrashed by social media and now here he is he's reinvented himself and now he's winning the hearts of those same people that went at him you know well, he's always been speaking out he's I mean I, that was gonna be short-lived yeah that was gonna be short-lived he, he's always been speaking out on issues that, that affect black people or whatnot so okay. if if I mean to me that's just emotional nah, it's as yeah. far as people being off him or whatever that's why I love it Right. But anyway, yeah, I just want to throw that out. I, I find that funny that Sean King, who is white, has been speaking out on this issue for a minute. But yeah, yeah I guess it's the right kind of. I mean, again, she's a Kardashian. So, right. of course, she's going to bring a lot of eyes and attention to something. Sure. So, yeah. Cool. 
Um, all right, next up, Walker, we've got one of your favorites in the sports world, Antonio Brown. AB. AB says, you know what, NFL? If you will clear my name, you don't have to worry about me coming back to the league. Discuss or trash? Um, let's discuss it. Let's be let's be let's be quick on this one. I know you don't want to do it. Okay. I'll be quick, Walker. You want to know my thoughts? What's that? Okay. You just heard them. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Good night, man. Um, here's what I say about Antonio Brown because on one end he was talking about how the NFL mistreats black people and how all this, you know, his grammar was off. You know, he was just, just, you know what I mean. He was just on social media, just going, just letting his thoughts fly. Right. Then he comes back and, and basically handed his phone to someone to type for him and tweet. And now all of a sudden the subjects and verbs agree. He was like, I, I really love the game of, of, of football. I really want to get back. I just don't like the way that they're they're um, misrepresenting me publicly in the media. Right. right. Here's what I would say to this. And I think you would appreciate this. Yeah. Is when I hear him talk, because he's been player of the week here. Mm-hmm. This is clearly someone who doesn't have a safe outlet. To speak their mind right you know what i mean yeah. you you're you're you and i are blessed you have a therapist right right um you, we have this podcast right we have outlets safe outlets i say sort of safe with the podcast uh we have outlets where we can come on and and freely get out what's on the inside of us right and not a lot of people can really say that you know what i mean okay and so what i my my hope for someone like him is that he gets a safe outlet to where he, if he's mad or frustrated, he doesn't have to go to social media because that's been his undoing. Mm-hmm. If you want to be honest about it, yeah. it's hurting him. Yeah. Right. Even, even when he texted the the people who accused him of such, he hurt himself in those regards. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's no outlet for him to get his emotions out. So he just explodes in the wrong time and the wrong place. Right. And so my hope for someone like him is that he gets he gets help and he he discovers a safe place or safe space where he can get these thoughts out and then recalibrates and gets himself together. Right. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So that's all. I mean, that's all I got to say about it. like when I see that and then I see him backtrack, it's not so much that he's bipolar. I just think the people in his circle was like, bruh, what are you doing? Mm. Give me your phone. Let's fix this. (laughs) Right. But he's just angry and upset. And I think for a lot of people who haven't developed or don't have places to where they can release like that, it can lead to a lot of the poor decisions that he's making. Sure. So that's all I got on that, man. I, I, I hope that he can find or, if it if it's if it's uh peers in the league that he can talk to i think uh brian des bryant reached out to him or oh, he posted wow. something i remember him yeah like he posted like there are people who know what you're going through and you know my hope and prayer for for ab is that he can reach out to those people because he's an incredible talent mm-hmm. but i think when you start talking about mental health and not having a place to go where you can just let it all out because you have that even in our friendship yeah oh, you yeah. can come talk to me and then i can i can be like bro let's let's talk about this yeah you know what i'm saying i don't know if ab has that ah okay so all he has is his phone so he just he just goes he goes there and that's the worst place you want to go because you hot yeah you know what i mean your your reputation is kind of damaged so what you say or do publicly 
will be held held against you in a court of public opinion. Certainly. So that's all. Does AB play another down in the NFL? In your opinion? This week would go a long way because he's supposed to meet with the NFL. Mm, okay. This just stay tuned. So you did a great pivot there. I see what you did. Yeah. Um, speaking of players not playing another down in the NFL, I <laughs> let on, me deliver bro. our last topic. Come, it's not the for, last one for discusser trash. We got more. Yeah, we got okay. one more. Okay. Well, the second to last topic. Okay. Um, Cam Newton of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you deliver this one, Walker. <laughs> um, I know high level. Cam is on injured reserve. Basically for the Carolina Panthers, uh, his backup is since he's been injured is five and one. Kyle Allen, yeah. yes, he is. Uh, and Cam basically tweeted his support of Kyle Allen and basically saying, "Hey, I got to get better." But with him going five and one, Kyle Allen is. We see this all the time. The backup comes in and y'all start winning games. Yeah, it usually spells doom, especially if you are dealing with injuries that have just been continuously going on the past few seasons right. right doesn't really look good for you as it pertains to that organization right. so i don't know it, it does it looks bleak for him in terms of his his tenure with the panthers true and it's so sad because you talk about a man who um has earned mvp honors and who has led a team an unlikely team that year at that mm-hmm. to the super bowl right with um some with some argue not Super Bowl level talent, right? So he's um, never had the talent. No, around no. So he, I mean, he shouldered all of that. We, right. we can agree to that, right? Um, what's unfortunate about this, but somewhat uh, not somewhat. What's unfortunate about this, but truthful about this, is the NFL is a business walker. Stands for not for long, right? Exactly. Ozzy Newsom reminds us of that on a weekly basis. But um, so it just, it just, I guess it, it really, it really plays or really serves as an important lesson to learn by those in the NFL who may, you know, tend to get get a little too involved. Just know it doesn't matter if you go on the Super Bowl or won an MVP. You're pretty, you're disposable just about any time. If you're not putting W's, you know, in that in that column or you're not helping us get to that, we're just going to cut you and just you go on, go go on about your business. So, and, and is it a mistake to try to request for a trade when you're part of an organization that doesn't put right pieces around you? Um, no. Because I, I feel like I don't think it's ever a mistake to ask for a trade. Because my thing is, if if you're not committed, let's just be clear. He never had a decent line. No. Right. No. What is he dealing with now? Injuries related to taking hits yeah. that he probably shouldn't take. Like you just look at Andrew Luck. Another great example. Right. Right. Oh, goodness, Walker. Well played. He could have been in the league much longer than than he was, but he just took a brutal beating because the owner and the and the GM refused to protect this guy. Right. You're paying this guy X amount of money. I think it's it it will behoove you to protect this guy by putting a solid at the very least decent True. line around him. I'm not saying you got to get him skilled players and, and whatnot. But my thing is, if you give a quarterback time in the league, guys will get open. Yeah, right. You oh, don't yeah. have to. You don't have to have an AB on your on your receiving core right. to be a championship level team. So to me, I, that's the frustrating part about it mm. is that now you want to cut this guy, and he's taking a beating for you because you didn't protect him. Ah, uh, yeah. 
So you, you basically treat them like toilet tissue. Seriously. So, but to your point, yeah, Cam, request a trade. Why not? It's a business, man. You I, know? If if him, I, I feel bad, but someone will pick him up. Yeah, someone will pick him up. To me, I'm like, bro. Have you, you seen the Jets play? Someone else will pick him <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> okay, what's next, man? Cool. Um, uh, that's all I have, Walker. I don't, I'm not sure. What, what do you have that's not on my list? I have the showdown in T Town yesterday. Um, I know you don't want to talk about it, um, but so we're going to do discuss or trash. Um, here's what I want to discuss. I want to discuss who grips the mic and likes to kill their friends. I want to let Gat know that we are a podcast and that we do have to talk about things that are important to people. I know, I know. You don't want to discuss this, but this was a number two number. This was a, a very important game. So you don't want to talk. So so here, Gatcher is just deflated. He's so deflated right now. Um, and you love it. No, 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 no. We have to talk about it. I'll talk about it, Walker. <laughs> what I would say for this is that uh, I probably should have said trash because Gat's not going to give me the, the right energy. I'm going to give you something. What do you expect uh, me to give you? Let's start from that. Let's start from that question. Eh. What do you want me to say? You want me to say Tua shouldn't have been out there? You want me to say he actually played incredibly well. He did turn all. He did make some key. Here's what that I said. That could be about argued. It. Here's what I said. Four touchdowns, over uh, 300 yards throwing. Uh, a fumble in the red zone. I've yet to see Nick's do that. I mean, he has two good ankles. He's a freshman, though. Okay. What did Tua do as a freshman? Just win a natty. He didn't win that natty. He didn't? No. Okay. He helped Jalen. Okay. He helped Jalen? Yeah. That's how you want to that's how you want to position it? That's what happened. How did he help Jalen? Did he help Jalen or did he help Saban? He helped Jalen. So Jalen was like, hey, Nick, see that guy over there? <laughs> I think he can do for us what I am trying to do. Now he, he said that I would love I would love to stay in because you know I've only lost two games for you. I can turn it around, right? So I would love for you to stick with me, but you know what? I need some help. I want that guy to help me. We've already talked about it. He's warming up. Throw in Tua Saban. Is that what is that what happened? No, because you're 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 dramatic. I'm dramatic. <laughs> yeah. But so let's talk about dramatics for a second. To a, to a, I mean, so I, Gat texts I'm, I'm no, no, no. The Gat texts me last night. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this. Oh, goodness. Gat texts me last night. Basically, I don't even know what kind of face emoji, but he texts me the emoji <laughs> where he wants to throw up. That was the struggle face. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and I just say, bruh, I don't because by this point y'all was down like double digits, but yeah. y'all was starting to climb y'all way back into the game. He was like, I just want to go home because you were out of town. Right. I was like, still a lot of game left. So here he goes. Miss me with that. We suck. Okay. Y'all don't suck. Y'all just lost. There's a difference. Okay. There's a difference. Y'all don't suck. Okay. This is okay. this is the Auburn guy telling you you don't suck. You just lost the game. You just lost the game. Now, the key in this thing is that if Tua and big ifs here, but there was you can pick one of your turnovers in the game that really made a difference in the game. You lost by what? Five points. Yeah. Five points there. Okay. Tua doesn't throw a pick. 
at the end of the Tua first half. Tua doesn't fumble on the eight-yard line. He doesn't do that either. You, you probably got a different attitude today. Is that is that fair enough? That's very fair. Okay. Turnovers happen. Turnovers happen, man. I didn't Brian Daniel on a Saturday afternoon. Be that as it may. Be that as it may. That doesn't mean y'all suck. If those are the two bases for why y'all no, suck, no. You're, being, you're being extra. I'll give you some more bases, Walker. What you got? Because you, this is what you want. Okay, so I'm giving you exactly what you want. You know what I saw out there defensively, Walker? He's the guys in he's, he's warming up. And you he's know what I saw, Walker? I saw a lack up. of heart. I saw guys with big bodies but no muscle. I saw guys that were positioned to take on LSU mano a mano and fold and bend over. Dude, Burrow, Bur- we were prepared for Burrow to throw the ball, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. And that still didn't work out well for us because they had guys running wide open all night. But – you know what LSU says? Let's take their soul away. Let's run right in the teeth of this defense. And we're going to do it again. And we're going to do it again. And we're going to do it again. Walker, that was the humiliating part. We could not even stand up to these guys running the ball the same direction every time. They took our soul away. That's what that's what we do in Bryant-Denny on Saturdays. We take your soul. We make you quit. But LSU said, you know what? We can freak y'all with this passing game, but watch us really show off. We're going to punch you in the mouth of this running game. Come on, man. Did you see the kid, number 22? He had a great game. He had like seven names. He was... <laughs> this dude, this dude, Walker, this dude, they had to put him on a little thing at the post-game interview thing because he couldn't even see above the podium. He's short. He's the shortest guy out there, but the biggest heart. He ran through us. He was carrying our guys across the line for first down after first down. Walker, we looked like boys out there defensively. So you want to know why I don't want to talk about it, Walker? Because, yeah, we only lost by five. But, man, they punched us in the mouth, and they brought grown men football to our living room. And as I heard one guy say years ago, they came in and they took the remote without even asking. And only one by five. Gotcha. Okay. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You're right. You're done, Walker. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. Are you ready? This is what this is what you wanted. I want the emotional get. Yeah. Are you happy? The listeners are. <laughs> listeners, you're welcome. Um, Why do you do this to me? So many questions. I wish you could see yourself right now. (laughs) And you asking me why I do this to you? (laughs) I should have recorded that. Anyway, (sighs) all right. With that, with that award-winning performance, let's move on to another award-winning segment that we like to call Shoutouts and Player of the Week. Oh, sorry. Thank you, sir. Still well in my feelings over here. Y'all forgive me. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really brief with mine. Mine, mine too. Um, I want to shout out LeBron James. Ah, oh, I know where you're going here. This is great, Walker. So LeBron James basically promised to help uh, build housing for the I Promise schools families, basically. And I just like to see people continuously pushing the needle. Um, he got a lot of press, a lot of love for the school that he uh, opened up last year, and now he's going. Um, taking an, a, another step forward and helping to provide transitional housing for students and families who are in need of, of safe shelter. 
So I just want to big up LeBron James for doing a great work in the community. Um, he's always been very vocal on social issues and to see him put his money and actions where his mouth is, uh, pretty, uh, I have a genuine amount of respect for what he does and for his community. So shout out to him. And you know, what's, what's so great about this Walker and we, we know about it cause we, you know, we follow the stuff. I mean, in the news cycle and stuff like that, but when you're trying to make a change on a level that he is, you have to assess each, each level of need. Right. And one thing that his camp put out in terms of media was it's great to have a school to where kids can come and learn at a high level, but a lot of times once they leave that facility and go back to their environments, you can you can erase everything that was done great at that school facility because they got real life issues that they're going back to. So this movement is so much more than a structure and a, and a housing facility. This is like I'm talking about moving the needle level stuff here, Walker. So, uh, I mean, I, I can't I can't say enough about that. Very well said, sir. So um, my my shout out comes to I actually have a two headed shout out here. Actually, technically a four headed shout out if you want to be real technical about it. Um, I read recently that Outkast and the Neptunes are up for a 2020 Songwriter Hall of Fame nomination. So um, I don't know, Walker, if you know about how story the Songwriters Hall of Fame is, but um, this is not this is not any type of low level stuff. Um, but to know that two dope boys in a Cadillac <laughs> mixed with two somewhat weird skateboard guys from Virginia are are going to be represented in this storied list of musicians is just absolutely groundbreaking stuff to me. So um, I know for me, uh, in terms of a uh, little, I guess more outcasts, a little bit Neptunes. Um, the music from these gentlemen kind of shaped my life to, to some to some degree, if you will. Mm -hmm. So just to know that, know that that music that was crafted around a pivotal point in my life is now being going to be put on a national pe pedestal for everyone to know about just was extremely dope to me. So um, let's give it up for that outcast and the Neptunes, huge stuff right there. All right. Um. So who played themselves this week? Walker, I guess you're looking at me. <laughs> I'm going to butcher his name, but a gentleman by the name of Benjamin Schreiber. Okay. We talked about Rodney Reed earlier and the whole death penalty thing. So I want you to get in that frame of mind. Ben Schreiber was, um, he was serving a life sentence, correct? In an Iowa prison. And he had an episode, a, a medical or health episode which doctors informed him after the fact that he had actually, from a vital sign perspective, had died. Yeah, but um, doctors were able to revive him back to normal health where he is now. So Schreiber, as I guess most people would be, you know, I guess not in this circumstance, but what would feel kind of good about, you know, essentially coming back from the dead, if you will, and I put my air quotes up. So, um, Schreiber doesn't waste any time and he goes and he gets an attorney and he says, okay, when am I getting out of here? I've served my life sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as the story, as the story chronicles, um, after going through numerous attorneys, he finally finds one that can get him a court date and get him in front of a judge to plead his case. <laughs> so, so Benjamin 
his whole standpoint is I should be released immediately because my life did come to an end. I was able to be revived and come back. So that should essentially end my life sentence and I'm a free man. That is an amazing try. <laughs> I got to I got to give it to him. You That's talk good. about three quarter court heave with 0.3 seconds left. <laughs> That's not how that works. But I listen, that's swag. I got I gotta give it to him. Nice try. I, nice try. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Um but Benjamin, you you this here's how you played yourself, bruh. Um you're alive to plead your case. <laughs> so, you know, next time, you know, and and, and I applaud all the attorneys so that turned there. If he came back as like a butterfly. <laughs> They should let him go. He's free. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. But he came back as the same person. As Benjamin Schreiber. Gotcha. So, um, man, I saw this and I was like, yeah, P-O-Dub all the way. So, Ben, nice try, but uh, you're going to be behind bars for a while. So, anyway. (laughs) Well, this is lighthearted, too, I think. At least I hope so. So, a week and a half ago, we celebrated a, a holiday. Remember what the holiday was? Uh, no Veterans Day's tomorrow. Oh, Columbus Day. The only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Okay, so no. Okay, Halloween, sir. Maybe oh. in your household, y'all may not celebrate no, it. How'd I forget about that? Um, but it was Halloween. Now, get this is 2019. Okay, All right. At least for a few more days. For a few more, right? Yeah. And you think we would have a lot of information on um. On just stuff, cultural stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. As a man, there's just certain things you know not to say and do around women, right? <laughs> right. Um, you would think from a racial standpoint, there's just certain things you shouldn't say around the Jewish community, Mexicans. Why? Because it's 2019. Right. Like we've we've a lot of years have gone by, a lot of we're in the information age. We're aware of what we probably should and should not do. Right. right? Even with this podcast, we say what us on our mind, but we know there's some things we probably shouldn't Still say. Still lines we don't cross. Yeah. yeah, yeah everyone sure. should have a line, yeah. I would think, right? Right. Well, there's a teacher in California um who dressed up on Halloween, um, playing with the students, and it was all cool. And um, they were dressed as the rapper Common. Now, if you if you recall, Common for the past few years have been doing um, kind of like a Microsoft commercial where he's doing like this little talk, yeah, yeah, that's talking pretty about good. pretty cool, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, no. right? Guy was bald head and everything, but here's a gotcha. He dressed in blackface. Now, Gat, listen, Gat, listen. Now, Gat just, Gat's just. I'm taking him through a bunch of emotions because he was, yeah, we just been laughing, talking about his PO dub blackface. You would think in 2019, I'll put it this way. I'm the youngest of two, right? Right. Yeah. You're the middle child, right. right? You've seen enough mistakes in your older sibling to know there's just some things I probably shouldn't do. Right. 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 That's what I, that's how I was. That's how I learned a lot. I learned from the mistakes of others, which is really wise. You would think there's been enough white people who've tried this (laughs) over the course of life to where you should think as a white person, you know, maybe, I mean, shoot, even Megyn Kelly got roasted for questioning what's wrong with blackface, right? So if if you can't even question it, 
maybe you shouldn't do it. Right. So this teacher, whose name we do not know of because they're being protected, um, got put on administrative leave. And their video can be found online of them dressed in blackface, rapping like common oh to to the Microsoft commercial to their kid to the kids, the students in in school. So this student is placed placed on on leave. I have a feeling they may get their job back because their name has not not been released, right. right? But I just wanted to shout this teacher out for playing themselves because in 2019 you still thought it was okay to wear blackface. Man, come on, yeah. That's all, and you're not doing a movie. Right. You're not doing anything that that but we it, can. It's un- common. He's light skinned. <laughs> no, he's not. Is he? <laughs> not oh, to him. Oh, too shy. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I know. you know what I'm saying. My thing is, you can dress up like certain people. I've seen white people dress up like rappers all the time for Halloween and never do blackface and, and we nail get it. it. Yeah, and we know exactly who you're dressing. Like, oh yeah, right. You can dress like Lil Wayne. I've seen people do Lil John. Right. I've seen people do Rick Ross. I've seen people do Jay Z and Beyonce. Right. I've seen. We know who. We have an imagination. We know you don't have to. In fact, you can make an argument that blackface just like it ruins it the ruins. creativity process. Absolutely. We can't even focus on who you're trying to be because all right. we see is you really had to go dump your head in a bucket of black paint. Right. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. This 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 teacher gets a uh player of the week we got an award for them you idiot so um that's all i got man cool we gotta get out of here um i do want to send my uh condolences and love to the family of alexis crawford that's the clark atlanta student who um who had been gone missing for a few days and they found her body um her roommate and her boyfriend are being charged with murder mm. um i don't think you knew that part i did not um sad situation um we don't know motive or what was going on there but um i've read a few things but i don't even feel like going into it yeah. it's just a sad situation um anaya blanchard is still missing right um hopefully we got some clues and we're gonna start weaving stuff together here soon but my prayers for the family yeah just naturally speaking i'm not i'm not encouraged okay by what i'm hearing right um but their thoughts in, are definitely in our prayers um this is the auburn and blanchard is the auburn university student who has been missing for what almost two weeks now yeah, yeah. um so she's been missing um the family, the father, the step stepdad, um, I know his family. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Not personally, personally, but a lot of them go to my church, and I went to school with some of them. Gotcha. So uh, it's been kind of a trying time for them yeah. as a family, and so God. I'm trying to stay trying to stay positive. But you know how these things, the longer it goes on, yeah. Um, but they they did find one of the people right in Florida, I believe, yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so our, our prayers and thoughts are with them. Hate to end the podcast like this so morbidly, but uh, yeah. So anyway, you got anything else, man? That's all I got, Walker. Shouts out to Danielle uh, for for coming through Thanks and again, Danny uh, doing a great job on the pod, guys. We also want to thank you for tuning in to episode fifty four, and we pray you guys have a great week. And this is the Tipping Point Podcast. <laughs>